0: Love it. Way to go, Steph. Everybody say thanks, Steph. (laughs) Pull out your Bible, something to take notes with. We are opening up the Word of God. Have you been encouraged this morning yet? I hope you are encouraged that you are not alone. That is just a good thing. So go ahead and open up your Bible. Open up to the book of John, chapter 10. We are going to get there. And uh, Man, you've been blessed by my dad preaching the last three weeks? Come on, Father Steve. Shout out. We're just going to go around the room and say your takeaways from the last three weeks. No. Um, Bear with me here. I didn't check this. You raised it to make me feel shorter than you. Sneaky. John chapter 10. If you're headed there, say, I'm headed headed there. Headed there. John chapter 10. First of all, before we get into this, I just want to say, way to go. You're amazing. You did it. You made it to today. Just put a smile on your face, look at somebody and say, good job. You made it. You made it past 8 a.m. today. And sometimes that just feels like that's, the, that's an accomplishment these days, isn't it? Am I, can I be honest in church this morning? Everybody who made it here this morning, way to go. Everybody who made it to the YouTube video this morning or Facebook, wherever you're watching this, way to go. Maybe it's Tuesday and you're watching this. You made it to Tuesday, way to go. Somebody give a shout for those who make it till Tuesday little prophetic encouragement there. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go making it this far. I'm, I'm, just, I'm proud of you. That's what I want to say. John chapter 10. We're going to read a few verses here. In John chapter 10, we're going to read 1 through 5, and then we're going to read 10 through 16. So we're going to skip a few verses in there. Um, it's, no, it's not because they're not good enough. It's just that's what we're doing. Okay. Jesus is speaking in John chapter 10. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse Ten, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not the shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves. He leaves the sheep and he flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay my life down for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Can we pray this morning? Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for these words. Thank you for how you are showing yourself to us this morning. Would you open up the eyes of our heart and our mind? Open us to see you and hear you and know you this morning. We do believe you're speaking. We do expect to leave differently than the way we showed up. I thank you that you have a full agenda this morning for us. (laughs) That is good news, and I thank you for that. So help us to focus. Help us to hear you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, amen. Things are crazy right now, huh? Yes, the answer is yes. You're allowed to do it. It's not a trick question. It's like, things are crazy right now. Yes, nope, you have no faith. No, this is not one of those. Things are crazy. Things are crazy right now. And uh, it took a lot for you to get to the seat you're in right now this morning, whether it's in this room or outside of this room. It's taken a lot for you to do whatever it is that you're doing right now. Can, I, can, we, can we be honest in church, right? Like it's, it takes a lot to, to even just to get to church right now to show up here in one way or another to try to hear from God, believing God has something to say. It can take a lot to believe God has something to say right now. You may not feel like you have a lot of faith this morning, but I want to encourage you you had at least enough faith to show up wherever you are right now. It's <laughs> a so way to go. Way to go. We've been talking for a few months here on, on Sundays, and you've been running into it in every area of your life about new normal, right? New normal, and uh, that can really come off as like a cliche until you actually look around at life right now. It's like, wow, that is way more serious than any of us had any idea <laughs> how big of a deal new normal would become in our life. There's no cliche at all. I mean, honestly, it's like, at this point, what would it even mean to go back to normal? Like, what was that? What, 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 what was normal? What would, it look, what would that even mean? Like, what's a normal work schedule? What's, what's a normal schedule for your family? What's a normal schedule for, like, eating anymore? <laughs> right? What's a, normal, what's a normal level of interaction with a close friend? Or a new person, like somebody new. It's like, do I say hi or do I like reach out my hand and offend you by shaking your hand or do I offend you by not shaking your hand? I don't know. Just offending everybody. What's, what's normal anymore? What's, what's normal here at church? You know, we were just talking about that. What, is, what does it look like? What is normal? This is hard. This is, this is hard. And um, I've been trying to ask people, as many people as I can and can get around, is just the simple question, like, how are you doing? How, how are you doing? You know, when I'm talking with somebody uh, and I hear that maybe they had an interaction with another human being at some point recently, it's like, well, how are they doing? <laughs> how are you doing? How, how is he doing? How is, how is she doing? How are how are they doing? How are people doing? <laughs> We've been talking about this a lot around office. I feel like that's a half my conversations with people. It's just like, how are, you? How are people? How are things? How, how is this going? How are you, really, how are you doing? Like, I feel so disconnected from so many people and from so many things and I just find myself wanting to really genuinely know like let's be honest more than I used to genuinely want to (laughs) know how are you doing? (laughs) We can't quite get into maybe one of those old school you know church circles right now it's like you know let's just forget the rows and circle up everybody (laughs) let's go around the circle and say how are you doing? (laughs) We're not doing that don't worry (laughs) some of you are like oh gosh I knew I should never have come here we can't do that, but, but the honest truth is we don't need to. We don't need to do that to know what everybody's going to say. You, we don't need to actually get in a circle to know the answer to how, how are you doing. I think we all pretty much kind of know. Like the old normal, if we were in the old normal, we would know what everyone's going to say. I'm good. I'm fine. You know, stuff like that. that you know, something off the cuff, kind of like that, but, but in, this is the new normal, and in the new normal, I think fewer of us have a problem with actually being honest about the question, how are we doing, and I'm actually pretty sure that we could probably practically say the unified answer altogether if we wanted to, and maybe you could even say it with me to the question, how are you doing, I'm t- tired, I'm tired. I think that would be the general consensus of the circle. I'm tired. Have you found yourself recently some days maybe less busy than you used to be, but more tired than you used to be? Isn't it weird how that works? But then there's you the new homeschool moms. You didn't think you could get more busy, but surprise. You didn't think you could get more tired, but psych. COVID, shutdowns, opening up, closing back up, don't wear the mask, wear the mask, jobs changing, losing jobs, schedules changing, cultural upheaval, kids on your conference calls. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but we haven't even hit the election yet. Like, oh, God. Everyone's like, oh, no, don't. So, we're gonna talk about that. This, no. <laughs> it's so much, and it's so crazy, and it's so tiring. It's so tiring. It's something that I'm observing in myself, and, and the few people that I am can, able to connect with, or the people that I'm hearing about other people connect with, you know, the, an observation that I'm having as I'm just looking at my life and, and other life. And I wonder if you're experiencing this as well. As tiring as all of this crazy is, what's really actually the exhausting part is that there's so many voices trying to tell me what to do about all of it. And that's what I want to preach to you this morning. A message under the title, So Many Voices. So many voices. Jesus here in John chapter 10 uses metaphor to speak about this truth that there are so many voices in our life there are so many voices he uses metaphor there's there's the voice of there's the voices of all the sheep and uh you know bleeding out you know that noise that sheep make like should i try it or embarrass myself or no you know you, you know go look it up on youtube you know ask siri maybe that's what i'll do next service i'll have siri make a sheep noise i don't have my phone on me sorry (laughs) But there's all these voices of like the sheep in your life. You know, people just bleeding out in fear, confusion, unknown, ah, (laughs) lost, confused, scared. So many voices saying so many things. And you don't know quite how to keep straight what exactly it is that everybody's saying. But all you know is it's loud. (laughs) Voices of the wolves. Jesus talks about these wolves talked about wolves over the last few weeks. My dad talking through the book of Jude. Voices of the wolves. Voices that are just adding to all the confusion. Voices that are using their voices to stir up division. Voices leveraging fear to isolate people. Leveraging fear to make people captive and, and isolated and, and alone. And using chaos to isolate people. Just leveraging all this stuff to make it worse. And then there's all these voices of strangers These voices that have a facade of authenticity, but really they have an agenda of manipulation. All these voices promising that they're here to help you navigate these uncharted times, but only to make you feel like you just got left hanging out to dry when the trouble really comes, when the rubber hits the road. All these voices. Jesus has good news this morning, though, because there's another voice. There's another voice that he talks about. He says there is the voice of the shepherd. The voice of the good shepherd. A voice of compassion. A voice of faith who sees beyond the chaos. A a voice of one who knows you. A voice of one who you know. A voice that you hear. A voice that you can understand. The voice of one who lays his life down for you. The voice of one who seeks you out to save you. A voice of one who speaks to you that you may have life and have it abundantly. There is another voice. There is another voice. So many voices, so many voices. And in the midst of so many voices, we can find ourselves saying, God, would you just speak? Say something. But Jesus tells us he's already speaking. The problem isn't that God isn't speaking. The problem is that there's just so many voices. If you've read much of the Bible, you uh, will see that sheep get a lot of screen time. Sheep get a lot of shout outs in the Bible, and uh, God uses here, even in John chapter 10, the metaphor of, of us being his sheep and him being our shepherd. and he, he, I mean, it's cover to cover, all these sheep and shepherds, like so much so that if you're a church person, like you you have heard it so much that you think you actually know something about sheep. You just assume we talk about it all the time, but how many shepherds in the room? you know, like actually, did anybody have sheep growing up? probably him yep, one? yeah, I knew it. yeah, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> and one of the most famous passages in all of the Bible that you never have to come to church to to hear is Psalm 23, it starts out, come on, say it with me, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. I actually want you to turn to Psalm 23 this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. This common sheep shepherd metaphor that we see in the Bible would have made immediate sense to everybody that Jesus was talking to in the time that he was living in, in the world that he was living in, the economy he was a part of, the geography that he was a part of. It's a little less intuitive to us 2020 dealing with COVID Americans, right? Not that we're the only ones dealing with it, you know what I'm saying? The good news is is that we don't have to be shepherds and I don't have to have a Ph.D. in sheep to be able to help us understand what God's trying to tell us through this metaphor because God tells us himself through the Bible. The same Bible that he uses to use the metaphor is the same Bible that he uses to explain it. So I'm thankful that we don't have to get a Ph.D. in sheep up here because that's not me. One question that I get asked all the time as a pastor, and and even in these times we kind of referenced it earlier, is how do I know if the voice I'm hearing is the voice of God? How do I know it was God? How do I know it's God speaking? How do I know I hear the voice of God? How do I know I understand the voice of God? I don't know if you've ever heard this, but when like bankers are learning how to find counterfeit bills, they don't find counterfeit bills by studying all the counterfeits. The way that they train somebody to know counterfeit is they only ever let them touch the real thing. You're not allowed to look at the fakes. You're not allowed to smell the fake. You're not allowed to touch the fake. You, the best way to know the fake is to only actually know the real thing. Because then the second you touch something that's not real, you're going to know it right away. And these voices in our life, the voices, so many voices of all the other sheep, the wolves, the strangers, then we have the good shepherd. All these voices sound different and they all have drastically different agendas for you. Jesus says in John 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's one agenda. But he says, I have come with this agenda that you may have life and have it abundantly. Psalm 23, are you there? You there? gave you a second to get there. Psalm 23, it starts off, The Lord is my shepherd. I want to help us learn the shepherd's voice this morning. As I've been praying for you, I've been praying, I just felt like this this weight of this reality, there are so many voices. And the last thing that you need showing up to church this morning is another voice. You don't need another voice. You just need the one voice that matters and all the other voices that you can hear. And I want us to learn this morning, how do I know the voice of the shepherd? How do I learn the voice of the shepherd? Psalm 23, "The Lord is my shepherd." If we're going to understand the voice of the shepherd, it will serve us well to understand a little bit more about ourselves as sheep. When we understand more of our character as sheep, it'll help us understand more the character of our shepherd. So, the Lord is my shepherd. Again, not a trick question. If the Lord is your shepherd, what does that make you? You guys are amazing. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that when you think of sheep, you think of something like this. Can we do that first picture? I got some pictures for us. We'll see if they work out. Nope, other one. Sorry. That's what you think of, right? <laughs> see, and I heard it. Like the first one up and somebody was like, oh. And then that one comes up and was like, yeah. Did you know, sheep? That's me. Happy and cute and cuddly and clean. No, no, no. Go back to the other one. That's a sheep. If you could look closely, there's boogers. Dirty. And can we be honest? Look at that face. Not a lot going on up there. You're like, I don't know if that's intimidating. or Nope, you're just confused. It's like, not totally sure if I'm alive, but here we are, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's just what sheep look like. The babies are always cute, right? But, like, that's a sheep. That's a, that's a sheep right there, kind of dirty and got a lot going on. And uh, I think this more captures the character and the essence of what a sheep is. And, in fact, if you're not already offended, I'm going to really hurt your feelings here. Uh, Here's a flattering synopsis of sheep that I found online this week. And uh, I didn't say it. I'm just reading it. So that means I'm not responsible for it. (laughs) It's like things on the internet, you know. Anyways. (laughs) Sheep are basically helpless creatures. who cannot survive long without a shepherd, upon whose care they are totally dependent. Likewise, like sheep, we are totally dependent on the Lord to shepherd, protect, and care for us. Sheep are essentially dumb animals that do not learn well and are extremely difficult to train. They do not have good eyesight. So it's like when they look at something, they don't always see it for what it really is. Imagine that. They don't hear well. So many voices. They're very slow animals who cannot escape predators. Trying to, are you finding yourself trying to outrun something you can't outrun right now? They have no camouflage. You're like, hide. Oh, you found me. Shoot. Trouble found me again. No weapons for defense, such as claws or sharp hooves or powerful jaws. Just that. <laughs> it's like, come up to that sheep, like, I'm going to get you. He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Kind of an eeyore, you know. Furthermore, sheep are easily frightened and become easily confused. In fact, not you, sheep have been known to plunge blindly off a cliff following one after another. You know, if this wasn't so brutally accurate, I would be really offended and really mad about this. The truth is, though, I've found in my life it's getting easier for, hear, for me to hear the voice of my shepherd the more that I understand that I really am just a sheep. Just like that banker, sheep actually don't need to study the voice of every stranger, study the voice of every wolf, study the voice of every other sheep to know the voice of their shepherd. They just need one singular focus. And that's good because look at that face. They can focus on about one thing at a time. And that's all part of the design. They just need to focus on one thing, and I believe that it is in this moment in our life with so many voices, I don't think that we need to spend all our time and energy dissecting every voice. Come on, somebody. I know I've offended you about the sheep thing, but God said it first, so let's go here. I don't think we need to be spending all our time dissecting every voice. Which of it's right? Which of it's wrong? Who's on the right? Who's on the left? Who do I want to follow? Who do I not? who's defining me, who's telling me all the things I'm wrong about. Maybe we don't need to spend all our time dissecting every voice. Maybe we need to actually pour the limited energy that we do have in these tiring times to one singular focus. Putting everything we have into knowing the authentic, genuine, life-giving, all-powerful, kind, loving voice of our shepherd who is calling us out by name to lead us into life. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Another way you could translate that is I lack nothing. I have no lack. And that's definitely one of those little clauses in the Bible. It's like, man, that sounds awesome. But that's not my life. (laughs) All I can think about is what I don't have. The peace I don't have. The direction I don't have. The job I don't have. All I can think about. The protection I don't have. The control I don't have. It's like, sometimes you read the Bible and you're like, I believe the Bible is true, but I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> like, I lack nothing. I shall not want. You know, sheep, like sheep need so much, right? Sheep need so much. You know, we've talked about it. We can take it off. It's offensive. <laughs> Let's go back to something not that. <laughs> sheep needs so much. We've, we've discussed this at length. <laughs> They can't do anything for themselves. They're constantly on the struggle bus. They need so much. They they are an animal of lack. Am I right? A sheep is an animal of lack. But a sheep in all of its lack, when a sheep has a shepherd, it lacks nothing. When a sheep has this one thing, it has everything. I want to call you in this time to discipline yourself in this season to Psalm 23, verse one, this confession, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I lack nothing. When you're tired, when you're anxious, when you're fearful, when you're at your wits end, I want to encourage you this morning. I know there's not a lot you can do, but if you can focus the little energy you do have into this, it's going to be the highest return on the investment of your energy, making this confession. The Lord is my shepherd. He knows me. He calls me by name. I know Him. He's speaking to me and I know His voice. He lays His life down for me. He leads me into abundant life I don't have very much but my shepherd has me and therefore I have no lack the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want the Lord is my shepherd I have no lack so that means every voice telling me I'm alone it's not my shepherd all right go home that's it every voice telling you about how alone you are that's not your shepherd Every voice talking to you about everything you don't have. Guess who that's not? Your shepherd. I don't know who it is. I don't care who it is. But it's not him. It's not Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I have no lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. If only that were true. Right? Can we be honest again? It's kind of like the I have no lack thing. It's like, wow, that sounds good. If it was true. Here we are again. But this is where this is where we we have a lot to learn that's so helpful because the Bible's more true than I think it is. The Bible's more true than I feel like it is sometimes. And so I want you to I want you to bear with me here because when we read this verse. He leads, or what is, it? now I'm all confused. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. This is where we start picturing felt Jesus, right? You know, like he's all clean, and his shirt's all white and clean, and his red sash that's beautiful, and it's not torn or anything like that. And he's in this field of like knee-high grass next to this beautiful pond, and he's patting that baby sheep right on the head. And it's like, he leads me beside still waters. And you're like, you know, I've already offended you with the sheep thing. It's like, I'm not the coffee shop girl who connects with that. You know, maybe you are, and that's great. (laughs) I just want to be like God's little sheep. He pats me on the head. It's like, if that's you, that's amazing, but that's not me, okay? So I read. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, and I'm like, great. Like, I need something more than that. You know, like, it's not comforting words. Did I offend somebody there? It's okay. Okay. But the, the person who wrote Psalm 23 was not that felt-born Jesus. It was a dirty nomad Arab guy named David living on the hillsides of ancient Israel outside of the city with real sheep, like the sheep we looked at. That, that's who actually wrote this. And so when we picture green pastures and still waters, we picture, we picture this. Show us that first one. Oh vacay let's go okay but ancient israel even today if you go ask one of these shepherds in ancient israel outside on the hillsides of where they are like that's in like ireland or something jesus wasn't in ireland david wasn't in ireland that's not where we're at this is actually what green pastures look like where jesus was sitting encouraging right yeah. Woohoo! church i'm so encouraged Okay, but actually, like if you ask a shepherd in Israel, if you show them that picture, you say, what is that? They'll say, that's green pastures. That's what they call it. You're like, you need to get out more. You need to go to Ireland. (laughs) So this is where, see all those sheep? That's green pastures. That's green pastures. See, what happens is in this dry, barren land, at nighttime, the wind blows from miles away from the sea, and the, the air gets humidity in it, it hits those warm rocks that get all hot and nasty during the day. It makes condensation. It drips down into the dirt and it waters little bits so kind of like tufts of grass grow up sporadically. And if you're lucky, you get some of those bushes. That's green pastures. And so, okay, why are we talking about this? Why are we going here? I'm not trying to discourage you and say, yep, that's your life, so have fun. Let's move on to the next verse. Okay. When we picture the first thing, that first picture... And life's not like that, we don't think God's being honest with us. So it's better to understand what is Jesus really saying when he says he's our good shepherd? What is God really saying when he leads us into green pastures? When he leads us beside still waters? Because there's no sprawling fields. There's no peaceful ponds in the desert. Those aren't there. So so what happens? What happens when my life looks way more like that than the first thing? See, when we're trying to sort through all these voices in our life right now, we got to know which ones are shepherd and which one is a stranger. So when you think about the real green pastures, the way a shepherd really leads out to green pastures is one step at a time. One mouthful at a time. Never quite stuffing you with too much right now, but if you just keep walking, you're going to have everything you need. Anybody who's been following Jesus for any length of time, now that I say that, you're like, yeah, those Israeli green pastures feel a lot more like my life and God than the Irish ones, (laughs) right? So see, right now, there's a lot of voices in your life. There's a lot of voices in your life making you a lot of promises. And see, the stranger's voice is kind of the the Irish green pastures voice. (laughs) Promises you whatever you want, whenever you want it. But it's actually the voice of the shepherd that is promising you everything you need whenever you need it. You gotta narrow in on those voices. That's what the green pastures and the still waters look like. That's what your shepherd is taking you into. If it feels like you're only getting one mouthful at a time, you might actually be right on track. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is another interesting one to help us understand because, you know, he leads us in in paths of righteousness, and we, we think spiritual righteousness, which is true, but literally that they would use that same word to describe like a right path, a straight path, and if you look at this picture, you know, if you look at up in those hills, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of straight paths, right, and sometimes that's what following God feels like. And you're trying to wait on the voice of God. And what you're expecting is, God, I'm on this hill. I need you to tell me about that next hill. I need you to tell me how to get to this next place that I need to end up. Where are we headed? (laughs) Somebody tell me where all this is going. Right? Anybody had that thought? Okay. Sheep. See? (laughs) That's all sheep think. Where are we going? (laughs) Where's all this headed? Okay. So we're in one place and we want to know where is all this headed? And there's all these voices telling you where all this is headed, telling you where your life is headed, telling you where you're headed personally, how you need to get there, all of these sort of things. And when we say that our shepherd is going to lead us in straight paths, but then it doesn't feel like I'm being led in a very straight path, it's like, I don't know if this is God. Right? I don't know if this is God. But see, here's the thing about sheep. If they're on one hill and the shepherd knows we got to go to that next hill, If the shepherd just goes to the next hill and then turns around to the sheep and says, Hey, sheep, come to this hill. The way sheep work is they don't look at the path. They just look at the shepherd. And so they're coming straight towards the shepherd. (laughs) Right off the cliff. (laughs) Right through whatever trouble is in between them and the shepherd. Right? The shepherd walked around because he was paying attention. The sheep are just like, Cool, let's go. And so they run and they find themselves running straight off the cliff. So the real path between where I am and where I'm going is actually a pretty curved path. But what does it mean that God leads me in straight paths all along the way? See, the thing we have to think of is not that the path from where we are to where we're going is straight. The path from where we are to the shepherd is straight. So the way that a shepherd has to lead sheep through a crooked path is he has to lead them one straight part at a time. He can't go around the next bend and call them because they won't come around the bend. So it's not a mile out, a whole hillside over, come on over. It's one step at a time. It's one, come on up here. This is how this goes, okay? So we got to go through the, the, the things, right? You know, like all these chairs are problems. This is the path. So if I go over here and I say, Jagger, come on over. He's like, no, that's not that's not a sheep. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Like, oh, gosh, uh, I do not know how we're going to get there, okay? And he runs into all these wolves right here. Ah. <laughs> so this is how the shepherd leads. Jagger, come on. Come here. Yep, okay. See, we got to a turn, so I'm just going to stand at the turn. And I'm going to call you right to the part where the turn turns. Now we're gonna go over here, and maybe I can give you some more space. Come on over, come on over, but we gotta end up over there, because that's where the path is, but I can't stand over there, so now it's straight to me. Okay, now come straight here. Now come straight here. See, I don't, see what I'm saying? The path from where you are to where God's taking you isn't always straight, but the path between you and Jesus is always perfectly straight. And that's why God's calling you one step at a time, because there's a turn ahead that you can't handle if He gets too far out ahead of you. So focus on that path to Jesus, not the path to where you're going. The good shepherd always leads you in straight paths. Always leads you in straight paths. Ah, geez, I went long, but it's okay. We're gonna wrap up here in a second. (laughs) How are we gonna do that? As I've been praying for you this week, thinking about being together, you know, I just was like, oh God, I don't want to be another voice. <laughs> Nobody, None of you need to come here and just hear another voice. You definitely don't need to just come hear my voice and my opinion and everything that's going on. There are so many voices, and I think that as much as we maybe wish that some of these voices in our lives would just, like, shut up, <laughs> that's not really what we need, actually, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> so we, we can't just spend our time sitting back waiting for that to happen. Am I right? I want you to hear this morning that actually what you don't need silence in this season. What you need is focus. We don't need silence. We need focus. You are probably more aware right now than ever before on how little you can control in your life. But there is one thing that you can control, and it's something that only you can control. You can't always control who's talking to you, but you can always control who you're listening to. Jesus is speaking to you. He is leading you, and you can hear him. We don't need to question if God is speaking right now. We need to question if we're distracted by listening to everything else. My question for you this morning as we wrap up, is who do you need to stop listening to? And like, I'm not asking like the big question, I'm like today, today and tomorrow. Like, who do you need to stop listening to today, this week, for your own good? Who do you need to stop listening to? I wanna encourage you right now to turn down some of the voices in your life so that you can tune your ear into the voice of Jesus. Turn off some YouTube videos. Listen to a few less podcasts, watch less news, read fewer blogs, look at less posts, lower your Netflix intake, do something to turn it down. It doesn't make you a good Christian, it doesn't make God speak, it just turns down all the noise. like. There's just so much noise. So just do something. Do something for your own good, for your own sake. Do something this week to turn it all down. Let's be real. It's all driving you crazy anyways. So I want you to go ahead and stand up as we close. And maybe I'll just close us in prayer, team, so you guys don't have to come back up. Um, Yeah, I want you to stand and close. Uh, what we are going to do? I'm going to pray and just read read this over us as we close this morning. And we're, uh, if whoever's on our prayer team, I'm going to ask them to be available. If you came to church or if God's stirring something in you and you're like, I need prayer before I leave. Just because the worship team's not going doesn't mean we can't pray. You know, like, like just because the keys aren't playing doesn't mean God's not in the move in in the mood to move. You know. So we're going to have our prayer team available for you. Um, but I just as I, as I pray to to close us this morning, um, I just want to invite you to take the posture of a sheep right now. (laughs) Take the posture of a sheep and to to believe that you hear the shepherd's voice. And I'm gonna just read Psalm 23 over us. And I wanna really just challenge us. You know, we've, we've talked about a lot of things, but really there's something so practical that every single one of us can do right now. Because here's the bottom line. We need this, like you need this personally, am I right? And the world that you're living in, the world that I'm living in, is desperate for someone who's not losing their mind. (laughs) Desperate for somebody anchored to something. Desperate for somebody who's not freaking out about everything. Not because we've got it under control, but because we're listening to the one voice that matters. And so I want to invite us as the church. I was talking to our team this week, our staff this week, saying, you know, in all these crazy times as Christians, this is... A massive opportunity for us because we, you know, we're we're the people that are like, hey, in all this craziness, we've like we've got what you need, (laughs) you know, like come with us. We've we've got it, we've got it. The it you're looking for, we've got it. But the truth is, is that that same opportunity for fruit and impact is also a huge opportunity to for for like dropping the ball because if we get distracted by all of our other stuff and we say that's it. People are going to come for it, and we gave them something else. They're going to walk away and say, that was it? It's like, oh, no, it wasn't it. But you said that that was it. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Jesus personally, and we've got to bring Jesus to the world. And the good news is, he is speaking. So I just want you to close your eyes. I invite you to close your eyes and maybe just open up your hands. Um, and like unfold your arms and out of your pockets, not because that's bad, but just because it's like, okay, here we are, loosen up, here we go. I just want you to hear from Jesus this morning as, as we close. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. He makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside still waters. He restores your soul. He leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't need to fear any evil because he is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil. Your cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can we all just say amen together this morning? Amen, amen. Thanks so much for being at church this morning. My big prayer has just been, God, I pray that we'd all leave with a fresh breath in our lungs. And I hope you've gotten that. If you need prayer for anything before you leave, uh, feel free to come and get prayer uh, from anybody for any reason. If you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus and you're like, I am that lost sheep and I need a shepherd, We want to make sure that you know Jesus is inviting you. You don't have to be a good church person for that. Come up and talk with our prayer team or talk with somebody at the Info Center on your way out. If you're online, we've got links for you online to make sure you can have what you need to connect with Jesus, to find your good shepherd so that you can walk in the life that he has called you to. It's been a good morning in church, Amen? amen? Thank you so much for being there. Make sure you just give a smile at somebody, even if it's behind a mask, they can see your eyes put some wind in people's sails and let's have a great week walking with Jesus. Thanks so much for being here this morning.